I understand that it's golden. Was it? Was it? Oh, was it? no, I'm thinking. Ah, okay. <laughs> Looks great. Stone Buddha. It's like what you call it, the Garden Buddha, they call it. Oh my goodness. I don't think that's the term they use in Asia though. Garden <laughs> Buddha. <laughs> well, is it some tradition behind the cabinet or something? No, usually uh, nowadays that's how altars are like that because they have they have many layers. Now that we've finished talking about that topic. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so let's begin. First, setting up your motivation. We'll recite the Tibetan for the beginning of the class, and at the end, we'll recite both Tibetan and uh, English translation. Page 16. So, anyone working on the coming up with a melody for the English? Well, until somebody comes up with a melody for the English, we're going to keep reciting Tibetan. <laughs> so, page 16, that's offering the mandala.
stay. <laughs> so I'm going to let you out early so you can <laughs> go out and enjoy it. Okay. Uh, so uh, we are talking about the four noble truths. Four noble truths. Uh, and uh, somewhat introduce the idea, the the eightfold noble path in there, but we didn't quite get into uh, detail explanation about that yet. Uh, so you should be able to list what 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 are the four noble truths? What are the four? Uh, sometimes uh, some translators refuse to use the word noble because it doesn't quite translate the term Arya that, that well. So they just say, if you hear the four Arya truths, they're talking about the same thing. Or some, because they, ca they, they are connected to some sort of a Tibetan lineage, they, 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 they use uh, a Tibetan word, Pakpa. Okay. Okay. So, the, f the first truth is the truth of suffering. And this is the thing that... Uh, for a lot of Buddhists, they have a lot of uh, they have some problems with non-Buddhists with, with, with this first truth because it's it seems to present because it's a it's a very it's it's a central um, um, theme or should I say it's a it's a concept that is central to all Buddhists no matter what form of Buddhism you're practicing no matter whether you're practicing uh, Northern Buddhism Southern Buddhism doesn't matter if you're practicing a Buddhism from that is sort of more uh, cultured in one place than another, then uh, there are certain things that they don't agree with. But definitely, there are certain things which are central to all of them that you call that they can say, "Oh, I'm practicing Buddhist." And one of them is that the four noble truths. They all agree in the number. They all agree in the uh, in the order, and they all agree in what each truth says. Now, when it comes to some of the finer detail explanation about what constitutes suffering, they, are, they agree a lot on a lot of things, but there's some, some minor things that they disagree, disagree upon. Uh, the, the origin of suffering, and of course they agree, that's, that's the second truth, and they agree a lot also about mainly what, what is the cause, what are the causes of suffering, but there are certain things that they don't agree as being necessarily causes of suffering. And the same thing again with cessation. Uh, the third truth, they all agree again. That's the third one. And they all agree that's, a, that's, that's what it's called. But here they have a lot of disagreements. Even though there's, a, there's a more of a general agreement about what is cessation, but there's a lot of disagreement as to uh, what, constitu what is cessation in its definition. And the last one, uh, which is the path, the truth of the path, Again, that's where you really have the separations of the different schools, the different uh, traditions of Buddhism. And, and the first, first, first separation is what I prefer to call Northern Buddhism and Southern Buddhism. Northern Buddhism, as far as the path is concerned, uh, their aim of the path is full enlightenment, Buddhahood. And, and Southern Buddhism, the, the aim of the path is uh, uh, Nirvana, to get out of suffering. Uh, the difference between the two is, you could say, uh, again, uh, Buddhahood is achieving the nirvana in such a way that you're able to, while you're in nirvana, to help others. 
perpetually. Okay, so that's sort of like a, a, a very general way of, of, of explaining it. Now, when when the four noble truths are talked about, there's a lot of things that are uh, that are talked about also in, in connection with the four noble truths. And for uh, now, since this is very central to to Buddhism in general, what's the what's the point? What's the purpose of of, of knowing the Four Noble Truths. What's the purpose of knowing that uh, there's a friend of mine who has a very nice word. Uh, I, I can't use that, sorry. <laughs> uh, very, very, uh, very uh, street way of, of expressing the Four Noble Truths. <laughs> I think sometimes I've heard it on stage <laughs> by some very, uh, very notable uh, Teachers, I probably have used th those terms also. Uh, I don't know, uh, can I have your permission to say it? <laughs> Life sucks. <laughs> There's a reason it sucks. <laughs> you can reach a point where it doesn't suck anymore, <laughs> and then here, how do you get it not to suck? <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess in a way, it, 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 when you say the first truth is the truth of suffering, the term suffering is, is, is loaded with meaning. And for some people, suffering is already taken as intense suffering. Like when you're, uh, you, know, you just got hit by a bus and you are under that bus. That's, that they call that suffering. But when you, you know, uh, wake up in the morning, you just don't feel like going to work, they don't consider that suffering. But in, in Buddhism, uh, suffering is, uh, you could say, anything that is not nirvana. Anything that is not nirvana is, is suffering. And the reason for why it says it's, not, it's, it's suffering, it, it may be on the appearance it, it, uh, you're deriving a lot of pleasure, but it is connected with bringing suffering. Either that thing itself, the experience while you're uh, going through the experience, and then somewhere later, it, it transforms into into pain, and because it can transform into pain, it is said to be the truth of suffering. Okay. Uh, so the term suffering is so somewhat uh, loaded, okay, and then that, that's why some uh, translators prefer to use sometimes the word uh, the term uh, uh, um, stress. That's kind of new. The truth of the truth of stress. The truth of the origins of stress, the cessation of stress, and the path leading to the end of stress, and that one sounds a bit more like you know uh, you have to go to work and then you're and you have a deadline, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't seem to grab you as, as something that would make you give some do some uh, uh, bring you some make you take some life changing uh, steps. Okay, and another one is unsatisfactory. Uh, we experience we are we are life is unsatisfactory, and it seems to be like a compromise uh, between uh, trying to get someone to listen to the vulnerable truth, without especially if that person uh, attributes suffering to something more like an intense kind of a, a painful experience. Okay. Now connected with the truth of suffering, then we have to talk about what is it that is that is suffering. What is it that is suffering? It is. Uh, it is you, the person, and also it is said that your environment is suffering, and and 
your you, what is suffering about you, it's uh, your body, in your mind, and whatever else that you can think of. Because you, you, you have experienced uh, suffering in your body of some sort, even a dis- just minor discomfort. Remember, anything that is not nirvana is suffering. So minor discomfort, and then the very condition of the body that it is prone to getting sick, that makes it a suffering. Even though you could be healthy from the time you were born or the time you, you, you go to sleep, and then you don't, you, you go, you know, and then you, and that's your death. If, you are, if, you are, if you're lucky to have like that kind of life, because that kind of life has the, has the potential to get sick, then that, that, is, that is the truth of suffering. Okay. And in connection with this, then the, the, the teaching about uh, the places where you can experience suffering, and that's where you get the, uh, I guess, the somewhat the cosmology of, of Buddhism, and where, you, where they talk about the different realms where you can exist. And the reason for, 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 for doing this is uh, unless you have a realization of your condition, then you're not going to take any steps to, do, to make any changes if, you need, if, there, if there are changes that need to be made. If you're not aware of the areas in your life that are not satisfactory, then you're not going to be concerned about trying to find out the cause of, of, of this dissatisfaction. And if you're not concerned about the cause of this dissatisfaction, then you're not going to be concerned about is there a, a state where you can live with, without this kind of condition. And, you, and definitely you're not going to be worried about, you're not going to be concerned about, okay, what should I do to take away this dissatisfaction? Okay. So that's why it is said that uh, it is what you need to realize. You need to realize your condition. Okay. And in talking about uh, what a... Uh, when you think about, okay, my condition is, uh, when you realize my condition is not completely satisfactory, then you start looking around to see if you can find something that is satisfactory. So to uh, deter you from going to just another place that is, uh, that that's just uh, less satisfactory than the way you are right now, but you will still, you're still prone to experiencing either, either more suffering or you may be prone to experience, to re-experience your condition again. So th- that's why uh, you're given sort of like a, a, the teaching on cosmology. Where are the possible places that you can go? There are some places that you definitely don't want to go, but there might be some places that you might, might see as a place that you aspire to, to go to, but because they seem to be better than your condition, you, uh, when you're told, by the way, they are also connected with suffering, then you can... Uh, exclude all those places, all the possible places where suffering can be found. Okay. Then, after you uh, come to, to uh, uh, accept the condition of suffering, the condition of dissatisfaction, and you, 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 you accept where this dissatisfaction can, can, be, can be met, then you can be concerned about, okay, how did I get myself into this mess? And when you in, and the reason for doing this is because if you are responsible, if you are connected with the with the cause that that has brought this this condition of dissatisfaction, then you want to stop doing it. So if 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 you're doing something, if you're thinking along, if you're thinking a certain way, if you're acting a certain way, and if that action is what is bringing you the the, the condition of dissatisfaction, then knowing that you will naturally want to stop. 
and it has to come it, it, it has to be a conviction okay. you hear almost in every religion they talk about some danger of, with desire and we have uh, um, you could say almost as a condition of our being it's very difficult for us to get rid of desire and I'm not talking about uh, you know extreme desire when when your mind is inflamed and you become crazy and then you do something psychotic. I'm not talking about that kind of desire. Talk about you know everyday kind of de- everyday kind of desire because every day we are we, we are we are compelled by desire. To, it's desire really that propels us to do every, to do any, to do anything, even uh, things that seems to be religious sometimes seems to be spiritual. It's desire that propels us to to do, to do them, and you hear. In those uh, in those religions, in those philosophies, that tell you that there's a desire is dangerous. Then, when you hear that, then what should be your normal reaction? What should you start doing? Then all these uh, uh, weird systems come 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 out where they tell you to uh, like they, they try to make you into what's that term? Somebody who has no passion, somebody who has no what you call that? Yeah, it's like the path becomes a path, like like uh, the goal of the spiritual pure path. You become a, an apathetic person, and you have some sort of trust. You have some sort of uh, acceptance. Okay, I can see how desire taken to some extreme can lead to uh, rather than because the reason that we have desire, the reason that we entertain desire is thought is because it's promising us pleasure it's promising us uh, happiness contentment okay and that's why we you know entertain it that's why we get habituated to it but when we see that especially when you uh, with uh, with disappointments like uh, you, you know you, you see a movie trailer and you, and you think it's going to be a great movie and you go see the movie because you, you, the trailer uh, uh, builds desire within you to go watch the movie. You pay your, you pay your, um, what's that one? Is it not twelve dollars? What? Twelve fifty? Wow. Twelve fifty people. <laughs> you pay your twelve fifty, and you pay ten dollars for the popcorn, and the <laughs> there's the twenty. <laughs> And uh, you're sitting down, okay, you got your popcorn, you got the soda, and if, if, if you brought someone with you, that's another 20. <laughs> and then you're sitting down watching the movie, and then you end up not liking the movie. You're disappointed. So you can say, ah, oh, if I didn't desire to go to see the movie, I would now be experiencing the, dissatis- the, the disappointment. So you see, oh, there is some relationship with, with a desire and, and pain. So what do you do? And then these systems, and of course, uh, it's not like some uh, charlatan. No, we're not. We're not say charlatan. No. It's not like some some con man uh, wanting to make money out of you. I mean, there are some. <laughs> just, we just want to. Okay, they know that people uh, have made some sort of connection between desire and, and pain, but they don't know exactly how to, you know, deal with it. Then they come up with the system. And uh, just for the sake of coming up with the system, but and then they say, okay, here's here's how to do it, and then th- what they, what they end up giving you is how to become what's that word again? Apathetic. Apathetic. Okay. And 
you out of some experience that you cannot deny. I had the desire to go see the movie. I went to all the problems, expended, made all the effort, got there online, waited online. <laughs> all that, I drove, <laughs> spent money on gas, and finally I, I, I got there, and then disappointment. So that experience you cannot deny. And because of this undeniable uh, 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 experience, then you're, you're more prone to listen to someone who seems to speak to your, to your experience that you cannot deny. And then because of your own experience, you tend to put a little bit faith in what they're saying, even though what they're saying may be completely off the wall. Okay? But because they have some element of, of truth in there, something that you experience that you cannot deny, that's what makes it truth, then you, 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 you are more prone to put their ideas into practice. But somewhere within you, some, uh, uh, I don't know if, you, uh, if, if there is a term for it. It's more like a, there's something within us that's like a, a truth, uh, what do you call it, a truth uh, meter? No, meter? No, not meter. What would you call it? A truth, uh, something that determines when you, when, you found, when you have found truth. What would you call that? Truth what? Truth detector. Yeah. We have, we have, a, we have something like a truth detector within us. Okay. And then we, of course, we, uh, we, we, uh, we ignore it a lot. And sometimes we, 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 uh, we suppress it. You know, it's like, you know, common sense. In the face of common sense, we do something completely stupid. So it's like that, that, that com the common sense is like the truth detective within us. I don't think you should do that. And the unfortunate thing about this, this little voice, the truth detecting, it, 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 you know, it speaks the truth and it doesn't nag you. I mean, if it, if it, if it, if it would nag you, maybe you, it, you wouldn't end up doing those things. It just stays it because it knows the truth. It doesn't say it anymore. And then you, in your own mind, you're, you're arguing. Is that true? Is that not true? Is that true? Is that not true? Let me try it out and see if it's true. <laughs> okay. We end up doing that more than just listening to, to, to it. Oh yeah, you end up with guilt. And while some uh, some people uh, and, and the Catholics would uh, raise their hands, <laughs> some some people are, are better trained at eliciting guilt. And a lot of us, uh, and, and unfortunately, people do it through they overdo it. Some some people overdo it. Okay. Where and by overdoing it, the guilt is is not. There's something good with guilt in a sense that it like, it's like a, a, a detection kind of thing. Uh, I had this experience with this thing. It, didn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. And I should stop. Okay. So that, that intention, I should stop, it, uh, is good. Okay. But when it, it doesn't make us do anything, it just sits there. The only thing that it does act, uh, actually is drains us of energy. It makes us powerless. It makes us... Uh, It makes like, like a vegetable, almost. Okay? And you, you, it's like you're stuck in this, uh, like, uh, almost like doubt. You're, it's like always, you're, you know, you're traveling, da -da 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 -da, you know, throwing flowers on the, <laughs> on the road, and all of a sudden you come up with this, uh, the decision that you have to make. Should you go left? Should you go right? 
and you just can't seem to make up, make, come, come up with a decision. What do you do? You just sit there with agonizing. Should I make left? Should I make right? If I make right, then this will happen. But this will happen. I should make left. No, but this will happen. You just sit there doing this, doing this forever and ever, seeming like. Sometimes guilt is like that. Instead of saying, I did this, it was wrong, I shouldn't do it again, and then move on, we just sit there, I did that, I'm bad, I did that, I'm awful, I should never do this, oh, I'm awful. And, and you just weigh yourself down with, with the guilt, and, then, and what, this, what, what this kind of uh, guilt does, it, uh, it puts your mind in, in, a, in, a, in a darkness, like in a, in a dark room, and, uh, and it saps energy from, you, from your mind. And it makes you incapable of making uh, other kind of decisions also. Okay. Now, where did I get to? Guilt. I'm going to go it up. <laughs> truth detector. Yeah. So there's this natural true truth detector within us. And this natural truth detector, when we hear this from this person, it may, uh, it's not convinced that this, uh, uh, this w- m- way of dealing with this uh, uh, this experience, the desire that you have, and then the result of being disappointed, it, and how to deal with it. Uh, it, it, it doesn't quite, the, the truth detector in your, doesn't quite, uh, didn't quite buy it. Right? But it's not convinced that it is the truth. Okay? You don't know if it's the truth, but you can't say that it is wrong yet. Okay? So, you try it out to see uh, it, what the what the result is going to be, but sometimes when and that's a good that's a good one, okay. But sometimes in the in, in the face of common sense, it seems to be completely off, and the truth detector tells you, don't try it, it's nonsense. But because the person was able to point to an experience that was the truth to you, he kept pointing to that, or oh, that person listed that, so there must be some truth in what they're saying, okay. And this is where, where, where we end up in a practical way. We end up like that person in, in, that, in, front, of that, uh, uh, in front of the road. We just stay, with, stay there, not going anywhere, but holding on to it anyway. It's not taking us anywhere. It's not, it's not taking away the desire, which is what it promises that, 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 that it's gonna, supposed to remove. And it's not taking us to the state of, it's not taking us to true satisfaction. And it's not uh, even removing uh, uh, the disappointment experience. They're still there, but we're still holding on to that, to, to, to that. Okay? Or, that, that, I, I think that's more like the, uh, the case where most people find themselves. And I'll give you an actual example later. And then there's the, the one where uh, you don't see the truth of it, and you try to convince yourself that it is some sort of a truth and the way to make yourself to make it appear to be truth is like you try to convince others that it is the truth okay so you perpetuate you, you picked up this thing from this con man well not necessarily con man but you picked up this thing from this person you have no experience of it's truth or not and the only thing you can do with it is just pass it on to someone else that's, that's all it's worth it's not worth actually taking you anywhere. And that's the thing with those systems that seems to, to tell us that the way to deal with it is to develop this 
apathetic condition. Okay? Because it's, it's, it's not really dealing with it. Because the, the, the desire is, is connected to something which, is, which, really, which defines us as, 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 as a being. So the only way to really completely stop all uh, all uh, color uh, all uh, colorations, all uh, all varieties of it, would be to stop being a, stop being a being. And there are even some, believe it or not, who tells you that the way to end this is to stop being a being, to stop to be. Have you heard of those people? You haven't read those books? The way to end suffering is to cease to exist. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anybody like, like that was their view. I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of people saying that there are people like that. Yeah, they're, they're I, I've never heard you never that. actually met no, one of those. No, 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 no one ever tried to convince me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some systems that. Uh, 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 well, I, I'm not sure exactly what what they tell them they're going to find at the end of their death. Maybe they, maybe maybe they promise them at the end of their death they're going to find paradise or something. Maybe maybe that's what that that, that wouldn't be the, quite the same. But if they promise them that if they, if they don't believe that there's going to be a, a continuation after death, then stopping them stopping their lives would be uh, the way to stop the suffering. Would be that would be something like that. And. Uh, I guess the the you always throw me off. I'm not talk about suicide. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 uh, mm, I don't want to say the desire for suicide, but the thought of suicide is actually in your own mind. Either uh, you come up with that conclusion that the way to stop this pain is for me to cease to exist. This and and then. Uh, you may find yourself not, not necessarily thinking thoughts of suicide, but you may you may find yourself at least thinking philosophically, without having to read someone. Else. I mean, that comment could be your own mind. Okay, it doesn't have to be from a book or someone else. It could be your own mind convincing you. And and it's, and, it's, and 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 that's when I said that it may not necessarily be a comment. It could be a, a a real concern, a true concern about what to do with this condition. And since the state, the, the, the condition of disappointment is just too much to bear, that you are willing to, co- to consider ceasing to exist. Either, either uh, I, uh, I prefer not to exist at all rather than to have to go through this experience. And, and this, so there are some philosophical schools who actually present that. As, as a path okay. and, and the other one uh, these uh, and, and you find this in, in some interpretations of the term emptiness okay. like uh, complete, complete ending complete cessation complete out of existence complete go out okay. some, uh, some schools actually try to, to, to do that and that's where some of the uh, uh, of the well, when we get to the path, that's where some of the path, the path that leads to the end of suffering, that's where you have 
where the divergence com comes in. And remember from the first time I mentioned this, the four noble truths are not necessarily completely something that is true only in Buddhism. They are true, in, they're, they're sort of like universally true. They're true whether it's uh, uh, social, whether it's political, whether it's economic, whether it's uh, relig other religions. There's a, con there's a recognition of, uh, there's a condition that we don't want. It must have a cause. Let's stop that cause. And the reason that we want to do all that is because we believe that there's a, we can exist without this condition. Okay, how do we do it? How do we get there? So, you know, it's like, okay, we got to make $20 million this year <laughs> because we're pathetic in the market. Okay, this is why we are pathetic. That guy, we got to fire him. <laughs> Look, look at the projection. This is what we, this is what we can be. <laughs> this is what we can be. We can do that. Okay, this is how we're going to get it. So, that the formula truth in terms of in business, economy, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this could have been a blasphemy, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the reason I brought, brought the desire is because it's, it, it's something that we, we have, it's, it's difficult to deal with. It's difficult to know exactly how to deal with it. Do we, it and it seems like when you are seeming to be serious to pick up the path, and then and then you want to be like that, like uh, the person who says, "Okay, you are talking about the truth that I'm experiencing. I'm willing to try it out." And it seems like what we want to do is not have any feelings. And it's like uh, growing up. Perhaps you may have, you, you may have been very sensitive as 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 a, as a as a young child, and then the conclusion that you draw to yourself is that. I'm too sensitive, no, or maybe people were telling you, oh, you're too sensitive, you're too sensitive. And to deal with it, you, you, you shut down your feelings. So you make yourself as an adolescent or as a, an, it might even go all the way to you know, adulthood, way late into adulthood, where you just don't seem to have the capacity to feel. And like I said, since it is part of your being, what you're really doing is you're shutting down your awareness of your feelings. You, have, you still have feelings, but you're just not aware of them. You just shut down that capacity to be aware of them. Okay. So in the same way, when the sis, the, this, this plausible system of how to deal with desire, it seems to be this, uh, uh, to develop this... Uh, why can I say this? Please, apathy. Apathy? I said it correctly. I'm saying it, and you're saying correctly. I'm telling, I'm, something in my mind tells me I'm saying it incorrectly. Apathy. Okay. <laughs> so there seems to be this thing about we have to be apathetic. So what do you do? You really try to be apathetic. It's, it's like I'm saying something else, though. <laughs> it's like I'm saying you're pathetic. <laughs> so and when you and you really try to do that, and this is where the truth detector uh, thing comes up. Because some, because this is completely not the way to deal with it. The truth detective somewhere within you tells you, just like that. <laughs> and then 20 years later, you, you haven't gotten anywhere. Of course, you you shut down your capacity, you know, like your your capacity to be aware of your feelings. You look, you're, you're going going around, you know. Somebody, uh, somebody just dies in front of you, and you have a, a poker face. 
or somebody comes in you, falls in love with you, and you have a poker face. And you just, seem to, you just can't seem to go from one emotion to, to, to the other. Because why? You're being spiritual. You're practicing the path. The path says I have to be apathetic. It sounds like I'm saying you're pathetic now. <laughs> I keep hearing I keep hearing I'm saying you're pathetic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the path that's what the path tells you to do. And somewhere within you, the truth detective, you're not convinced. And you end up what you are calling a pathetic apathy, what you're calling apathy, what you're experiencing as apathy, is really just depression. You're just depressed. And, and I think that's one of the uh, medical, clinical conditions of depression. Right? You can feel. You can be really happy. And you can't really say that. When, when, when something happens that would make you really sad, you can't really be sad. But you are in a, what you call, seems like a sad state. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you are just, you, you, you've just made yourself depressed. And you think you are being very spiritual. And, you, and, and when, when you look around, when you see, if you don't see other depressed people, you believe in that you're not seeing spiritual people. This person is too happy. This person is completely overtaken by desire. They're attached. They're not spiritual at all. And if you see uh, someone who is uh, respected as being spiritual, and that person dares not to be depressed, then you question that person, where's the spirituality in this person? This person is not depressed. This person is, you know, always happy. This person is attached. Okay. Now, of course, this is not going to work. Eventually, you have to uh, uh, get out of this conviction that that uh, this. Uh, oh, here you come. <laughs> this apathetic path is. Is not is not is not the remedy for the situation that made you pick it up in the first place, and and the danger in this is that you may drag this on for years, for decades, before before you even do something about it, and then the the longer it stays within you, the the more difficult it is to get rid of. So from the very beginning, know that the aim of desire is right the means of fulfilling that aim, that's where we go wrong. There's nothing wrong. I mean, uh, what's the aim of desire? Why do we desire something? What do we think we're going to get out of it? Happiness. Happiness. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be happy. Okay? And you should get to that point where you are, where you are happy. Okay? And, and when you hear those very strange things the aim of the path is to neither be happy nor that happy. So what's that? What is that state where you neither happy or neither happy or unhappy? That's apathy. <laughs> who wants to, who wants that? And 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 it also could come from a sincere, a sincere aspiration because of the immensity of the experience of the suffering. It affected you so much that you're willing to do anything. If you cannot uh, find a path where you can bring your existence to an end, then you, it seems like being uh, ha picking up apathy is 
seems to be uh, your, your other choice. Because it seems like the very pursuit of happiness brings you suffering. And you hear this a lot. I'm sure you hear that, right? The pursuit of happiness brings you, brings you sadness. He's young. He hasn't been around that long. spiritual path or as a, a philosophy within some sort of spiritual tradition it is the very pursuit of happiness that brings you suffering So what what has been the uh, uh, what what has been the uh, proposition given? Expectations brings you your suffering. So and after that, what what is said as to what should you do?
I'm addressing more of the general because I don't think growing up these are the things that I heard This seems to be like a uh, a special study that was that was made, and people like you know about it. So this is more like the, the social presentation of the four noble truths. <laughs> that, and, and the path given for happiness is, you no, know, get married, go to school, da 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 And then, now it transforms into the spiritual. When you find out that this is not really bringing the happiness that I'm looking for, then you say, okay, now how do I get that happiness? Then there is the, the, there's the presentation of, you can't really get happiness. There's a presentation of, uh, there is uh, uh, th- I, mean, I know that there are presentations that says here is how to get happiness other than the car and, 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 and this kind of thing which are termed spiritual okay, not, now it, it becomes the spiritual rather than the, the, the social okay. now and the spiritual is always like a, not always but more in a sense like a, a not picking up exact not doing what, 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 what the society tells you as the means of getting to happiness it presents another way, and that's what makes it spiritual. And among those ways that are called spiritual, w- one of them says that it's the very pursuit of happiness that is the problem. And they and and they tell you to uh, and uh, and and the, the truth that they're pointing to is the expectation, having expectations, wanting uh, wanting to be happy, having desire. That's what is the root of the problem. So it ends up giving you, uh, examining this, and it ends up giving you a, a, a method where you're actually being told to you know, d- become depressed. I mean, you don't have to become depressed, but you know, what, you, what you end up with is, is depression. There, you don't have that. Well, it, it seems to me, maybe, maybe more left to myself, that's what I came up with. <laughs> maybe I'm that con man. <laughs> Live within your means. Yeah, don't, don't. Yeah, something like that. Don't try to. Eat, yeah, I mean, that, that didn't come out right. Don't try to get out of what you where you are at the moment. Yeah, it's more like uh, what what uh, Ed said earlier about uh, uh, it is the very condition to suffer. Just accept it. 
just live with it. Okay, that's one. You, so you've heard of that, right? So that's so that one way of dealing with it. So, and the happiness I'm talking about, I'm not talking about you know like right now I'm enjoying this tea, and then when I stop drinking it, I say, oh that was a nice tea, that was a nice experience of of, of happiness, and that's it. I'm talking about a happiness that's constant, that stays there with you, where you no longer have to want tea anymore. Okay. Oh. I think that's where the religious piece comes in. Uh-huh. Like the, when you're asking what is the religion, you say it's like, okay, you get your suffering now, you feel very re- rewarded for it when you go to heaven. Okay. You know, God sees your suffering and mm-hmm. makes you right. Or, you know. yeah. Okay, that's one. Everybody already heard that also? Yeah. So you haven't heard the, that thing about uh, what I'm saying? It seems like, it, uh, seem like I'm hearing it all over the place. That the, it's the very pursuit of happiness that's problem. I got that idea somewhere but along the line. Yeah? I, I picked that up and I'm still running with it. Mm. But yeah, I, don't, I think I gleaned it from little bits and pieces and mm. no one ever exactly came up. It's not like somebody came out the door and says... Uh, I got it. I mean, also there's <laughs> the, that Buddhist thing about like non-attachment and, and then there's like the three poisons mm. and like I don't really understand the ignorance one but like the You haven't encountered a philosophy like that, no, I've heard or, or even an interpretation of uh, within, like, and it could be uh, it could be uh, uh, some subsection in Christianity. Some people who develop something like that. Right. 
Yeah, and let's talk about those those kind of extremes. Now, for some reason, I'm thinking it's like, well, it's my idea of what's general is just not so general. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what, there's Islamic, there's Judaism, there's Christian, uh-huh. um, uh, Catholic, and I mean, those are the main, you know, Buddhism, those are the main religions, Oh, I'm not saying that those religions themselves say that. Oh. I'm not saying that this is what Christianity says, or this is what uh, I'm not saying. That. I'm saying the just people who are presenting something to you, and they're saying it's philosophy, they're saying it's spiritual. It's a way. It's a spiritual way to deal with it, and they present this idea that it's the very idea of seeking happiness. That's that's that's. that's Puritans. Puritans. I guess I've read too many bad Buddhist books. Bad <laughs> <laughs> in the sense that they're claiming this is Buddhism. Yeah, they're claiming this is Buddhism. Especially when it comes to how to deal with desire. That's, some, that's what this seems to present. As a Buddhist philosophy? Uh-huh. No, what you're stating is something that you heard a lot from the Dalai Lama. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's yeah. very true because that's where I hear a lot of things. <laughs> 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 so, philosophy gets let go of those attachments, in letting go of those attachments, uh, how do you do that? Don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah that's that. Yeah, apathy. That's what we really want. That's, that's what we really want. And how do we get to that point where we are really not attached? And then the thing is, before we, we, before we get to the point where we are not attached anymore, the only way we know how to get to be happy is to be attached. Okay, then, okay, all right. Which one of you has experienced happiness without some form of attachment? There's all those dangers in what you're saying. What you're saying is about the attachment and talking about someone you really love. And then you ask, stop. being. Right. Be, be, so what does that mean? As soon as you say, here's love and here's this person and then attachment. Right. And you say, oh, stop the attachment. Right. So that means that it's, it seems somehow you have to stop loving this person. Right. Yeah. It seems like uh, when you're asked to be detached, you're asked to no longer care, no longer love. That's what, that's what it seems to be like. And then the de- truth detector in your mind, say, this is bogus. 
I don't know what the truth is, but I don't think I can accept that. And then those of us who take the path of apathy is that we don't listen to this truth detective and we pick it up anyway. We try to we make ourselves apathetic. <laughs> okay, I'm just, I'll listen to you. I'm not listening to myself. <laughs> Ed? get there. Without the apathy. Yeah, without the apathy. We all want to get there. We all want to you know, have things and not be attached. We all want to love people and not be attached. But how do we get there? Because it, just hearing it, that it's possible to do it, just hearing it doesn't make it happen right away. It doesn't make you stop being attached to those people that you are attached to. It doesn't make you stop being attached to those things that you are attached to at the moment of hearing it. But it seems like the part of the process of getting there is you have to get rid of those people. You have to get rid of those things. It seems that. I was going to say, I think that it's in order to, do, to enjoy things without the attachment and understanding what they are, which, but, and understanding that because I think part of the problem is that we think that the 
Sorry if this is too personal to ask. Yeah. Are you in the experimental phase with that? Or are you in the end goal with that? I'm still in the Because where we are right now is that we are it's difficult for us to make the separation. It's difficult for us to make the separation separation. Because somewhere within us we know we are in our nature to pursue happiness. We, somewhere within us, we know that that's something we cannot get away from. Mm-hmm. And the thing with, with, the, uh, uh, with where attachment co- comes in, because it is in our nature to be happy, we have found something that we think through it, we became happy. So it's e- that's, uh, then the, the, the natural thing for us to do is to do since I got happiness through this thing, I must have this thing with me. Okay. Now the attachment comes with misunderstanding this relationship that you have with the, with this thing, the happiness that you're experiencing. Maybe you're drawing a wrong, maybe you're drawing a wrong conclusion about the experience you just had. There's this thing, and here's happiness coming. Okay. There's, then we just have to just begin by just questioning this, by just questioning this. When you are, when something makes you happy, question it. You cannot deny that you're experiencing happiness because, you know, there you are happy. But you have to start questioning exactly where is this happiness coming from. Is it really coming from this thing? And in examining that thing from all its different, uh, what you call it? What's that word? Yeah, well, I said variety. Varieties? Varieties? But, but, uh, all those different angles. All different angles, yeah, all different angles. And then see if the, the happiness that you cannot deny that you're experiencing, is it really completely possible to be coming from that thing? Just going through those thoughts helps with the uh-huh. uh, helps you with the detachment. With attachment to the, idea of attachment. Uh, the idea of attachment. Yeah, that's actually a, a way. It's like a, a analyzing. Anal- so it's a big. So in the, the process of analyzing the nature of, of something, the nature of an experience, help us 
isolate things. So we can see, oh, there's happiness. I mean, I cannot deny it. So there's this thing. Okay, where's happiness in this thing? Where's this thing that I'm feeling here? Where is it in that thing that I'm thinking is coming from? So th- there's that. Uh, also, now going back to the noble truth, believe it or not, we're still in the noble truth. <laughs> Until you gain a convi- conviction, and the reason, and, and you've heard it, uh, uh, expectation, uh, attachment, desire, you hit all these things, and there's happiness, we are looking for it, we want it, how do we get it, and it's difficult for us to uh, enjoy something without some sort of attachment. So, so how do we get to that point? Until there is a conviction concerning uh, the, the, the nature of I don't want to be too philosophical. Uh, until there is a conviction about the con- uh, the condition of your being, until there is a convic- conviction about that, you're not going to move. You're going to stay where you are. You're going to stay not being able to uh, make a separation between those two things. You have to reach a point of conviction. Uh, the conviction about Your experience of happiness is is a true experience, unless I don't know if you were crazy, if you were hallucinating. Maybe you can you can uh, question it, but if you were not in, in those crazy situations, you cannot deny that. So there are t- certain things that you cannot deny. So don't don't uh, try to uh, uh, what's that dismiss. Don't try to dismiss those experiences. Know them, appreciate them for what they are. Okay. And understand that uh, as far as objects bringing your happiness is concerned, as far as object bringing your happiness is concerned, really get to the point of conviction about is the happiness coming from the, from the object. Get yourself convinced. Maybe it is coming from the object. Maybe there's a happy atom in, in the things that makes you happy and it's just because it's going off in the wrong trajectory and you have to find yourself <laughs> you have to position yourself correctly so you can be hit by that happy ha- atom okay so maybe you might discover that and you might discover exactly how to have a happy magnet to draw exactly just that uh, happy atom so that it always comes to you so that the ice cream always is wonderful doesn't make you sick because you no. Know, Somewhere along the line, you miss the happy atom, and then you, you know. <laughs> and it sounds silly, but <laughs> you really have to examine things like that, all to the point of making your mind see how silly the mind is, the way it holds on to things. You have to make the mind see that. Until there is the conviction, until there is that, the mind is not going to move. You can study a lot of philosophy that desire is, is bad for you and attachment is, uh, is bad for you and you have to be happy. That's the, that's the whole purpose of, for you reading this book anyway. Until you are convinced that there can be a separation, that, that what, uh, what uh, Ed was uh, referring to, 
unless you are convinced about that that you can actually love someone without being attached to them you have to be convinced about that then how if you're not convinced that there can be a separation you're not going to want to separate who wants to not be happy if, if the only way for me to experience happiness is to at the end of it I have to you know, be a little disappointed <laughs> I'll just bear the disappointment but I'm going to get that happiness and, and, and this is not philosophy this is, this is how we live this is how we live yes this person is mean to me but there's something in that there's something either because I'm able to identify I can say I am with that person and that makes me happy I'll, I'll, bear, I'll take that happiness and bear the, the, uh, the suffering that comes with it and then we become attached to that whatever part of, part of that that, that, we, that we think is making us happy that's why we stay in things that are, makes us suffer. That's why even uh, whether the, the suffering is manifest, is you no, know, no, it's just blaring in your face, because we there's one level of conviction that we have not been able to undermine. The the source of that happiness, we are convinced it's coming from that object. Yes, there is disappointment but I'm convinced there's happiness in there. And since our nature to get to happiness, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll uh, let's swim through shark-infested uh, waters to get to it. Yes, by the time you get there, you just one eyeball. <laughs> but I get to it. <laughs> okay. We got a little bit into the truth of suffering. We got a little bit into the truth of the cause of suffering. I guess the main cause of suffering is it's not really it's, it's, it's the presence of a wrong conviction and the absence of another conviction. That's the real source of suffering. Okay, because I mean we've got we got religion. We've, we've gone through them. We've got. Uh, Philosophies, we go through them, we got life, we go through it. And they all seem to be saying something that we, we find attractive, we think to be true. Why aren't we implementing them? We're not convinced. That's the point. That's the point of it. And how do you get yourself convinced? That's another lesson. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we have to. Where's the clock? Well, you have to just trust me. It's time to end. <laughs> uh, I'm supposed to read that. <laughs> oh, I see the white border with some blank screen <laughs> with something red on top of it. Okay, <laughs> so. Now we recite both the Tibetan and the uh, English, so you know what we are, what you ju- we, we just recited. On page 16, the very last line, "I Guru Ratnamendalakam," we will say that after we recite the the, the English. Okay. So, so this is saying thanks to your own intelligence, 
for whatever understanding it, it, it gave you t uh, uh, during this morning. Okay. Judaism? Don't they have somebody in Catholicism who do? By this virtue, may all beings. Which Catholic did you go to? <laughs> what they call it? They, call, they could do column cancer? I just learned about it recently. Oh, okay. Maybe I just learned that recently also. <laughs> Maybe we can... Maybe Sorry? Why did that pop into your mind? Maybe we can can't. Can't. <laughs> Not chant, but can't. <laughs> the English. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs>